Listen up. It's the number one voice of the tri-state. I'm number one. It's clicking up 215. So let the show begin. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth. That's a girl, Amber Grand. And this is Cooking Up 2 on 5, where we get you up close and personal with your favorite artists, entrepreneurs, shirkers, and move makers. And today's guest, we have DJ A Boogie in the building. <laughs> boy, stop. Listen, you special guy, man. Thanks, sir. You've been moving and shaking in these streets for a long time. I don't even feel that long, man, but thank you. And your journey that. is well documented. You everywhere, every day, every major event. <laughs> if it's not DJ A Boogie, I don't know who it is. Oh, man. Dang. I like, appreciate seriously. that, bro. I didn't, it don't feel that way from this seat. But for real? Yeah. They say when you're in it, you can't really feel it like mm-hmm. that? Nah, nah. Nah? I just feel like every day to me, further. Man, I mean, when I say you really get busy, I'm talking you didn't... DJ for celebrities. You yeah. DJ for all the major events in the city. Whenever yeah. the celebrities come out and they at the strip club, if they at the <laughs> sneaker store, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally everywhere, anywhere, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the I radio mean, station. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. If you if you list it that way, yeah, it sounds like that. It's a long list, right? We ain't even start yet. We we just skimming the nah, surface. I'm just, just giving them the crumbs. Warming up, you warming yeah, up. Yeah, cooking up, cooking up, cooking up for real. So I like to start with uh, the beginning. You know, okay. cooking up is about helping people see everybody go through a lot of things on you know on their mm. journey. So I want to know about your journey okay. on your way to greatness. When did you start DJing? Uh, I probably started DJing in uh, 2010. 2010. I was DJing in like 2010, uh, kind of like out of a necessity. You know, uh, me and my brother had a clothing line at the time, and. Um, Billy Abstract? Billy Abstract, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my older brother. Blood, bro, older brother, too. He your older brother? Yeah. Y'all look like twins. I get that. I really wanted to ask. I'm like, yo, yeah. I gotta know, is these dudes twins? No, 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 we just, you know, we And your birthday apart. close, right? 7th and the 12th, yeah. That's ridiculous. 12th, yeah. Crazy. I'm like, you know yo. I mean? No, 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 but we're not twins, though. That's my older brother. But um, he was the one that always just kind of, like, taught me, you know, like, vertical integration. Like, keep everything in the family, you mm-hmm. know? Like, so we had a point where we needed a photographer and a DJ. Um, to kind of like push forward what we were doing with the clothing line, and right. it's like I'm gonna get the the camera, you got the music, right? And, you know, it started started like that. And y'all like started the clothing line in 2008, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a- abstract thought mm-hmm. started, and it was like t-shirts and everything like yeah. that. And then y'all went far with that as well. Yeah, it was like a lot of placement. Um, it was before like the whole like Instagram digital era, kind of right. like that, you know. So um, it was just like a lot of on the ground, like a lot of movement in terms of like making sure you knew who was the fly people in the city, who was the stylist, who was this. Like, it wasn't just, you know, posting it on Instagram and then everybody just rock with you. It was kind of like, you really had to go to New York, shake hands with the right people, know who the buyers was, know who the people that, you know, style certain artists. And, you know, you get a call, it's like, yo, you got an opportunity to be on this particular uh-huh. set with this particular, we can get your placement on this. So we used to, yo, you, we gotta go to Brooklyn real quick, jump on the, the, uh, the we call it the Chinese bus, $20, <laughs> up the turnpike, drop the clothes off, mm-hmm. hopefully you get a pick. If not, you know what I mean? What, this was before is. Instagram, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. This was before. So a pick Damn. didn't, it didn't yeah, mean that much. It yeah. didn't mean nothing. So it was like all the stuff that we had did with the clothes, like it was kind of like everybody didn't really realize back then, you know, oh wait, like content. Nobody really was like content, content, content. It was just kind of like, Yo, can you get a flick with this joint? If you did, you didn't. If not, it was like, yo. And you was moving and shaking before people was taking flicks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a story that people can't even see. Yeah, it just, you know what I mean? Instagram only gonna go back to where it started. You know what I mean? But a lot of people was doing stuff before. Before that. You know, but. So 2008, y'all started the clothing line and you became a DJ from that. And it seemed Mm -hmm. like, I guess your, your, your notoriety picked up at the same time like the clothing line is picking up. Like everything was ascending all together seemed like yeah we, we was like trying to like push it like a machine you right. know like try to like make it so that like um you know if the clothes was the thing that everybody knew you mm-hmm. know they didn't know dj boogie they knew the clothes so it was like rather than you know beg the promoters at the time to let me dj a gig or what have you me and my brother would just be like we're going to just do our own events you know mm-hmm. no matter how small it is no matter who come no matter if it's not quote unquote popping or the thing to do it was just like yo this this is my little platform to DJ, you know right. what I mean? This is my little event, you know, I'm a DJ it and one by one, certain people start finding out, certain people start coming and it was just like, yo, don't ever lose sight of the goal. That's the first gym we're gonna drop, the goal. It's like whatever it is that's pushing you, if it's bigger than you, then so be it at the time, you right. know what I mean? Like, 
like cooking up, whatever this is. You know, right. like if this is the thing that's people going no smooth and hey, it's like all right, cool. Y'all know cooking up, right. you know, like so. If you knew abstract thought, that was all that mattered. That was your main goal. Yeah, you ain't have to know who a boogie was or Billy Abstract. That's like, crazy. You know, so that was our first thing. Is like yo, you can't be bigger than what is actually then then what then then the mission. Then you can't mission. be bigger yeah, than the mission. Yeah, it's not like you know. I, I guess for layman terms, like it's about the team. It ain't about the franchise player. Right, like I wasn't right. trying to go for the big contract. We was trying. Get the Super Bowl, the World Series. We went, you know. And they just was falling in places yeah, you yeah. went. That's for sure, crazy. For sure. So you were working while mm -hmm. DJing, and then you quit your job mm -hmm. about what, 2012? Like 13. 2013. Um, I had got an opportunity to DJ for uh, Todd Tribbett. Okay. And, you I know, seen quiet that. as it's kept. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, gospel singer, but we wasn't a like turned up party. I don't want nobody to take this clip and be thinking we was going crazy. Like, you know, <laughs> right? It was just like a birthday. You know, his wife was like, "Yo, we would just want to have something chill, private. You know, no, no uh, vulgar music, nothing like that. Just kind of like old school Kwame mm -hmm. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, right? And you know, I had went in the my director's office. I was like, "Yo, I got an opportunity to DJ for Ty Trivet." And she's like, "You know, where you at work right now?" I'm like. What are we gonna do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, so like, like they wanted you to be at work during the time. I mean, I was at work when I got yeah. the call. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yo, you gotta be oh, you here. Gotta come down, type. You about. gotta be here by a certain time. So it was like, how you gonna make it to you know deep Jersey if you don't get off work till five o'clock? So it's like, yo, mm. something gotta. And you know, slowly but surely, it was like, all right, go ahead. But then like, it's only but so many times. You know, any corporate job is gonna help you. Keep letting you just chase keep your dreams. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just like you know, eventually it just got to a point where. It's like, yo, you got to make a decision. You know what I'm mm. saying? You going to go this way or you going to go that way? Because it just, it, it, you can't, you know, you can't do both. You either, Even if you try to do both, it's like, yo, you DJ until 3, 4 in the morning, you got to be at the desk by 8 a.m. It's just, mm. you can only, you can do it once or twice, but right. you ain't going to be able to do that They're not going to keep letting you yeah. slide like that. Cause they don't so, care. They really worried about their money. Oh, yeah, they worry about yeah, their pockets. We ain't out here to help you chase your dreams. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, yo, we giving you the steady paycheck. This is the initiative that you need to put forth, not right. you know what you think or what your aspirations exactly. is over there. Did you have any second thoughts or regrets at the beginning when you first? Nah, uh, nah, man. 2013 is crazy because um, I did an event recently. Uh, shout out to Black Is. I did Black Is. Um, and just looking out into the crowd, mm -hmm. it was like so many people that remember me when I used to work for University of Penn. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, you know, I'm like, yo, March 2013, I walked out that, that office, that cubicle, I never looked back, you know what I mean? So some, imagine seeing somebody in the crowd that ain't seen you since you sat in a cubicle. That's crazy. You know, and now it's just like, they in front of you. So it kind of like brought everything full circle in that one moment, you know, on the stage. Mm -hmm. Even if it wasn't for everybody, you know what I'm saying? Right. It wasn't nothing that I broadcasted or said, like at the event, but while I'm talking to y'all, I'm gonna just tell you like, right. in the course of DJing and you focused on keeping the energy and everything, you see this one person just smiling at you like, <laughs> oh my, you know what I mean? My yeah. whole mind just went to like, you know, university Flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> suits and ties, biometric scans, cause you gotta, you know, scan in every day and let them know you're here on the clock and I'm just like dang after all these years like now we're here but, yeah so quit your job mm -hmm. you started throwing an event mm -hmm. Emma Emma line yeah, so that yeah. was your first event that grandma's you, kitchen yeah Emma line was the was the venue but grandma's kitchen was the name of the uh the, the name event. of the event was right. grandma's kitchen yeah and that was like you and your brother that was like one of our first drums you know and that was like um I guess like now, you know, in 2022, 2023, people will call it like consumer engagement, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or experiential, experiential marketing and all that, but we didn't. Like, we didn't so it was like where you it was like, vibing with your customers type situation? It was kind of like um, the same way you do this podcast. Anybody could set up, you know, a podcast in a studio, but yours right. actually has some type of engagement, some type of theme, some type of, like we literally in the kitchen, you know what I mean? So right. my thing was, is like anybody could throw a party, you know, anybody could throw like a, yo, it's your birthday, come get drunk and do whatever, whatever. But it's come like to out. have an event that actually has like a focus. So it was like, um, grandma's kitchen was just like the play on like coming down Saturday and you know your grandma in the kitchen and you always got the radio playing mm -hmm. you just never know what you're gonna hear so some days it might be Marvin Gaye some days it might be gospel some days it's gonna be old school Cheryl Lynn some days it might be Houdini some, you know what I mean so right, it's just right. like every day you just be like so we was just playing on like yo what can we do that like it's gonna capture people's attention and have people like all right i'm gonna come out for this you know right. like instead of just being like all right every day we coming out because it's drinks and two dollar tuesday it's like 
what can I do that's, you know, so, and then me still trying to grow as a DJ, it was like, all right, well, if I do, um, you know, Grandma's Kitchen as the event, then I could use all different recipes to indicate what music is going to be played. That's hard. You know what I mean? So it was like, all right, you know, on today's menu on Tuesday is oxtail, so that meant I'm playing reggae. Fried chicken, I'm playing hip-hop and trap. You know what I mean? Like, if it's like beans and rice, all right, I'm going to mix in some salsa. But but mind (laughs) you, I'm DJ A Boogie back then. Like, ain't nobody really paying no attention and nobody really worried about what consumer engagement is. Like, I didn't even know what it is until it was like, now I'm sitting here talking about it. But just back then it was like yo how do you create something that people want to come to because it's like you know i'm here for this right Not, you know what i mean the the cool factor of being the cool dj is going to wear off soon like you know what i mean like trying to be the cool face or whatever whatever it's like all right that's going to get you in the door but what's going to keep people like coming back right you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. yo the music like all right i can yeah. get dressed and you're gonna be like oh that's a dope outfit but <laughs> it's only as dope as your last outfit so right. it's like you know what i mean the event was kind of like all right similar to how we had abstract thought like if you could put something that's bigger than you in front of people then it's like yo you ain't gotta worry about whether it's me you don't like me you don't like my dj you just know that. this party you could hear all types of music and see all types of people and it would be like, you know, socialites all the way down to like the hipsters, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Anything and everything in between, like the crowd that I always brought out just always put people that usually wouldn't be next to each other together. And that was one of the things that like launched me earlier. That's great. You know I mean? Grandma's Kitchen. Grandma's Kitchen. So then <laughs> you started, y'all started opening stores. Mm-hmm. Abstract Thought, y'all got a store, KOP. Yeah, we did a stand in KOP. Um, uh, during Christmas season, that was like our thing. Um, we knew that, like you know, in King of Pressure, like you know, it's liable to be a million people come through the doors. You know, KOP be retarded, especially holiday season back then too. Yeah, like this, like yeah. before everybody was ordering everything online. Yeah, this is before stuff. the online. Yeah, you had crazy. to go to the store you know for real. You really had to be in King of Pressure. It was like. Mm-hmm. Once you get in them stores, the lines is long, the discounts is there, the aunts, the uncles, the moms, just <laughs> everybody, everybody yeah. you know what I mean? So it was just like, yo, we could, you know, take our clothes and, and, and put them on, you know, one of those stands that you see pop up. And that was like my brother's vision, like always taking like, a, a, I don't want to call it weird, but just always taking um, a space that you normally wouldn't think to do something mm-hmm. and just kind of like just letting his creativity just go. So it's like... Abstract. Imagine abstract thought, you know, imagine like a cart in the middle of the mall and it's like you got a BMX bike hanging off of it one way, you got pictures hanging off of it this oh, way. Crazy. So it was just like, you know, it was always something to like for people to stop and look at and be like, you know, what's this? And it it was kind of like we used to use the T-shirts as kind of like a like an undertone. Like once you see all the art, you stop and you're looking like, what's this? And then you see four t-shirts folded under and now we got you. Now you, you got know what yeah. I mean? Like, Hook, line, sinker. Always. So that's yeah. what, like, if you're taking anything for what I'm saying, is like, yo, everything was always bigger than me. You know right. what I mean? Always bigger than the individuals because people just, they gonna, they gonna like you. They're right. tired of you. You know what I mean? But you gotta, like give them, you, you gotta give them, them more something. than that. Yeah. yeah. Like whether you like me or not, you gonna like the fact that this, this cart that you walking past is catching your attention. Whether right. you like the two dudes that's, they're selling yeah, it. They're yeah. selling it or not. Whether it's like, oh, I don't even, I know him or I heard him or whatever. So, mm-hmm. and maybe that's a Philly mentality that you grow up with that kind of thing in the back of your head. Like, I always got to worry about, like, who don't like who, who don't like what. Yeah. Like, every city ain't like that, but. Some people city. just support the support, but it definitely yeah. is a Philly thing where it's like, you know, some people might not mess with you, but are they going to mess with the product or right. they're going to choose not to mess with the product because, because they don't mess you. with Yeah, exactly. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. I never wanted to, I didn't want to ever like handicap myself or anything that we had. By having on. it so attached to yourself. Right, right. Because so you are going to yeah. have people that, you know, yeah. they hate. For right wrong. Just don't right like them just because. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he got a podcast. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Right. Why they put him on cooking up? Why they interview Bug and not me? And and now, now they don't want to support nothing you do. It just is what it is. Yeah. So it's like, yo, if I, if I, anything that I do or try and put, you know, forward, it's like, yo, how can I put this? And and it's like, yo, be behind the scenes. Some of the most successful people, you don't even know who they are. That's okay. And that's the the best way. I don't, I'm just, I ain't gonna say the best way because that's real subjective. You know no, what I mean? I, mean, I, I agree though. My opinion. I, I always, one of my things when I was, you know, like starting businesses was like, I wanted to be far from mm. attached, you know what I mean? Mm. From the situation as possible, because yeah. I don't want it to be ran, like like you said, right, right, I don't right, want right. it to just be associated with me. And mm. now if you don't like me, you're not coming. I want yeah, this to grow bigger yeah. than me as well, because we do live in a society where people judge you. 
So wait. if I want to, you know, market to a certain type of class, mm -hmm. if they look at me, now you're trying to judge my business. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I want this to stand alone on its own. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you judge the business based off the business, right, based right. off the product. So I think that's one of those things. And I feel like you always dig it. I don't know what it is about. You got great charisma. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, your, <laughs> your style, everything. You, I guess you add like this, this nice touch to it. So okay. it brings like this almost like... You bring almost like the celebrity to DJing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where you make it the cool thing to do. Because I feel okay. like at, at some points it wasn't always the cool thing to be the DJ. Right. And now it's like, nah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm I, the flyest DJ you ever going to nah, meet. Like, nah. I, and you know, that's that's actually like, it's, it's like the gift and the curse because it's unintentional. But mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, like, um, one of the things that I, I think I learned from just being, you know, in the game is just like, yo, like, I'm never gonna let anybody make me feel like I shouldn't, you know, take advantage of anything that I work for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like people sometimes have a tendency to like look down on you just because you ask for what your value is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who do you think he is asking for a raise? Yeah. Why not? Right. <laughs> I come here every day for 40 hours a week. I ain't never been late. All my jobs is done. You know what right. I'm saying? I handle everything. I'm reliable. My team like me. It's the end of the year. It's Christmas season. I got kids. Yo, throw another dollar, two dollars on my right. weekly. Can you believe he asked for a raise? <laughs> How dare he ask for you? He just look like, bro, what? Yeah, that's So true. with me, it's like, I don't even mean to walk into certain buildings a certain way or carry myself, you know, any way that, like, is condescending to somebody else. But it's like, yo, I I work to, you know, get to, to, get where, to where I'm where at. You, at. you know yeah. what I mean? If I go anywhere outside of the city, this is the level of service that I receive. Why do I got to come back home and dumb down and every day? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just... I seen A at the, you know, awards, BT, yeah. well, we all vibing. Like, bro, everybody don't get the chance to go there, you know? Exactly. But if I get there and they escorting me to my seat, they making sure I'm drinking, they making sure I'm cool, they making sure that. I got to come home and then, you, you know what I mean? It's like, fit for yourself. Like, <laughs> or it's like, yo, you go on tour, you go on tour, you don't even got to do nothing. Like, the moment I want my laptop raised higher, I tell two people, yo, can you bring my laptop? And above? they do and they do it. it. I come home and it's like, yo, I don't really want to take $200 to DJ on the edge of the bar. Damn, he Hollywood. Why am I Hollywood? Yeah. Because I don't want to DJ you on the side of the deserve. bar. Yeah. I want to be comfortable. I don't want nobody spilling drinks on my laptop. I don't want nobody pushing me, bothering me. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? Yo, he Hollywood. You got to elevate at some point. You can't be subjecting yourself to yeah. the same things that you did when you was a beginner or a rookie. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you deserve a certain type of service. You know what I mean? The same That's way they going to want a certain exactly. type of service as well. Exactly. Exactly. So you want something from me, I need what I need. That's and to be treated as such. And you know what I'm saying? It's just a saying that some people take that as a, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he think this or they think that or what have you. And it's like, nah. You know what I mean? It's never that. It's never somebody think they better than you. It's never like, oh, you know, like even how you saying, like, yo, you added a celebrity. Because some DJs will be like, oh, bug here. Oh, man. like... <laughs> All I did was walk. I literally sometimes got to walk in and just be like, yo, just so y'all know, I'm just here. Like, I ain't, right. you know what I'm saying? Because just by your presence being there. I ain't like, accept on no toes. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just by walking in, it's like, like yo, you, you this, you that. Like, imagine she walk in the club and it's like, oh, she about to bartend now or she about to host now. Mm -hmm. or she, and it's like, yo, I came to enjoy it's yeah. something about owning your energy. Like, when you own your energy and you own your, you know what I mean? What we always say when you on your value, like when you mm. know what you bring to the table, you know you're special and you carry yourself as such, some people can't handle that. And mm -hmm. I think some people can't handle it just because they just don't believe in they self enough. Or you right. know what I'm saying? Right, or right. they don't feel like sure. they got that. They mad that you got that and they don't got that. For sure. And it's For like, sure. man. People from your hometown always see you as what you are. Sometimes they be stuck up seeing a little bit of what you used to be. Mm -hmm. They don't really put the full respect on it. Mm -hmm. And people that just meet you, Right. They see you for what you are, not mm -hmm. what you used to be or how before you grew up. Mm -hmm. They see you for what you are and they accept that. I feel like that's why it's easier when you're outside of your hometown. People yeah. see it on you more. They don't. Oh, yeah. They don't try to deny sure. it. That's why the first thing they bring up when you see them. I remember you used to have that Honda oh, with the with the hub right? cap in the, the back. Other, yeah. You know what I mean? They start giving you that dress. Yeah. Can't wait to call me Aaron. If you could, if somebody called me Aaron, it's like they making it known, like they know me before, mm -hmm. you know. So it's, I done been in a club, Aaron. You be like, come on, bro. You know, yeah, like, you, you know, ain't know ain't right now. <laughs> but it's just like people love to do the, you know. I remember when and what have you. And it's yeah. like you don't, you know. I'm, I, I honestly, I don't take it personal. Or I never like you. Never really see me act out of character in the cities. But it's just like. Like you to, to your point, like man, you just gotta like you start the race how you want to finish it. You know what I'm saying? You set mm -hmm. yourself up the way you want to be, you know, looked at. Like I, I got 
certain things where people are looking at me and they it's like, yo, you want to be DJ Boogie? It's like, all right, well, go be that. Like, they expected me to show up to this event, turn it up, do this, do that. And it's like, yo, you still, people forget, you still got to show up and do what you supposed to do. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, everybody want to be in the spot. Like, everybody want that shine. That's everybody want to hit want. the game winner. But it's like, yo, when you get past the ball, when it's three seconds left on the clock to hit the game shot, are you going to hit it? Are you going to carry? Are you going to you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Bryce Harper just said it, bro. Everybody dreamed for the 3-2 count in the World Series on the line. You going to hit the home run or you going to strike yeah, out? Yeah, can you really do it? <laughs> so, you think you're ready for the special. You ain't really ready for it. I feel you. Well, listen, I want to talk a little bit more about your accomplishments, but we're going to get into this food. Okay. I know everybody okay. hungry. For sure. I know I'm sure. hungry. I ain't eat all day. So, listen, this your boy Smooth. She got Ava Grand. We got A Boogie with us. And we about to get into this food. Let's go. It's our favorite part of the show. That's your favorite. Yes, sir. Ah, uh, chef. What you got cooking? You already know. You already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth, and it is my favorite part of the show. It is time to get into that food. And today's chef, we had Chef D with us. Yes, I'm Chef D, the owner and executive chef of Chef D's Gourmet Catering Company. This is my beautiful wife, my sous chef, my partner in crime, Chef V. How you doing? Chef D and V. Yes. Yes. Listen, it's amazing to have y'all. And y'all... Killing them right now. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank I'm speechless. You. I, I literally lost words for a second because I'm like, I need a spectacular word. I need someone like five syllables. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm flabbergasted. Thank you, this, thank you. This, this is crazy. Are these flowers edible? Yes, they are. They Everything are? on here is edible, except for the outside of the pineapple. I'm you don't want to do that to yourself. But. Tell us what we got right now. Break this so down for this us. This right here is one of my favorite dishes because it's a fun dish. Um, no matter where you at, you bite into it, you on vacation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what we have here is, uh, there's a lot of Rasta pastas. This is Chef D's signature Rasta pasta. So yes. we do a, a flame grilled honey jerk chicken breast. We stuff that with roasted red peppers, grilled pineapples. Um, we pair that with penne pasta and our creamy jerk Alfredo sauce. Um, we got some edible flowers, microgreens, cilantro, fresh pineapple. We use them premium gold pineapples too. So yeah. a lot of flavor packed in there. Too, like. Yeah, we use a lot of traditional yeah. seasonings, um, spices, herbs, um, you know, ginger. Ground, listen, I ain't even gonna, I'm not going to give my recipes away, but you know, <laughs> yeah, listen, you're going to taste it. If you got a crazy palate, you're going to appreciate this right appreciate here. It. Yeah. All right, listen, this looks amazing. Let the people know how they can contact you, get in touch with you so they can get them some of this amazing Most definitely. pasta as well. So you can hit us up, 267-225-7625. You can follow us on IG. That's C-H-E-F.D-E-A. Um, Facebook, same thing. Uh, com. We open, we ready, we here. Whether it be a wedding in Hawaii, a brunch in yeah, Vegas, we do it all. They do it all. Listen, and when I tell you it looks amazing, in a few seconds I'm going to tell you all just how it tastes, but <laughs> I already know what it's going to be. You and one thing about Chef D's is we always going to give you your flowers. For sure. Always going to give For you sure. your flowers. That's what we're here. Yep. But we appreciate, appreciate y'all coming through, bringing this lovely food. Listen, you already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth, Chef D, Chef V. Let's get back to the show. Let's go. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth. It's your immigrant. And we right back at it. We still got DJ A Boogie with us. Stop. Listen, we got this banging meal. Chef D, <laughs> he came over here and he he just dropped it on us, man. He was like, bam! Look, look at what we got now. So about to, we about to dive in. You know, that's that's the only thing we can do right now. It's like it's, a, a boogie party for real. For you know real. what I'm saying? This is, I like it though. Like you said, it's a vacation on the plate. Like I feel like I'm I'm in Jamaica somewhere right now. Like, seriously. No. I'm going to get fancy and just drizzle a little lime juice over Ooh. my chicken. You know oh, what I'm saying? Man, I feel like up. Chef D would be proud of me. He getting that, fancy. You know? Yeah, he acting up. Let me see. You know what I mean? I, I, Ooh, I and the meat is just so tender. Drizzling. Wow. Nah, you going right for the, right, yeah, got to go the right bottom right. of the pineapple? All up in there. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. And the pineapple give it like this little sweetness. It's sweet. I love it. At the bottom, that thing hit him. And spicy, sweet and spicy. Mm -hmm. That don't hit. It's doing what it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect the knife to cut through the meat so easy. Wow. Listen, everybody can't master the, the sweet and savory, that sweet and spicy. That's a thin line right there. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you might overdo the sweet. Too much heat. It think perfect. It's, it's right on the money. 
mm-hmm. right on the money. Mm-hmm. And I Appreciate was intimidated that, with the jerk, though. The jerk was intimidated. I'm like, damn, that jerk might be a little spicy. You see, Chef D, tell him I'm feeling this one. Yeah. My family gonna eat good tonight. We gonna, all three of us going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all, gotta, y'all gotta get, tune in with Chef D. Y'all gotta get y'all some. But um, let's back, back, back to this interview. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna be a little focused on this food, too, because it's, it's called my name still. Multi-task. Yeah, you know, put them skills to use. Yes, so, you just was on tour, yes, Big sir. Life Tour with uh, Moray. Yes, yes. How was that? The Big Life Tour? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting, man. You know, shout out to uh, Moray, my dog, my brother, uh, uh, Kevin Gates, DJ Cho's Hancho. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a chance to really, really build with uh, three personalities, you know what I mean? Three different styles of music. Um, mm-hmm. And aside from like all the, you know, the viral videos of, you know, what it's like being on tour with Kevin <laughs> Gates, you know what I'm saying? It really was a dope experience. Dick all I mean? in the stomach? Oh, man. <laughs> oh my you God. can imagine the first show. I didn't even know that was about to happen, man. It, it was just crazy. I'm just right there, just listening. And you know, every artist got their niche on how they, you know, going introduce the next song. Right. You know, but um, his crowd is like the moment he, you know, open his mouth, the moment he unbutton a shirt or something, it's going crazy. So. He just got real personal, just real, like, I got this little ritual I just do, you know, before. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you hear, I hear, got this little ritual, like, all <laughs> of us just walk out, you know, we be like, all right, that's... Oh, my God. You know, that's for them. The thing that was always funny was, like, his head of security got to stand there while he doing this <laughs> show at the show. So it's just, like, just to see the reaction from the crowd and um everything. It was it was dope. But a lot, of, a lot of what I learned from the tour was just, like I said, like, you know, discipline, humility, because off stage, mm-hmm. off performing, that's really like who he is. Like his crew, like everybody know their role. Everybody play their part. Everybody do what they supposed to. You ain't really hear nobody complaining. Nobody saying like, that ain't my job or that. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you ask for, they try to do their best to, you know what I mean? Teamwork make the dream work. Te- teamwork make right. the dream work for Especially sure. Especially if you got the right team. I feel like that's one of the hardest things, man. It's like, Making sure you got the right team. Oh yeah, for sure. Like we get a lot of compliments when people come over here to cooking up because you know our team's amazing. Everybody do what they supposed to for do. Sure. Go above and beyond. You know, everybody wear multiple hats. Everybody know how to do every job. But I feel like that was always like one of those key things is just finding the right people. Because if for you sure. ain't got the right people, man, you bound to drown. You know what I'm saying? You everybody know. paddling on the left, y'all going in a circle. Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. <laughs> I'm the temptation. Yeah, you get, like, you get you know. one of those situations and it's bad. But um, so how many tours have you ever been on? You know, um, throughout your DJ I've been experience? on three. I've been on three legit tours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done like spot gigs here and there, um, but legit, I've been I've, I've toured like three. Mm-hmm. Uh, three times uh, I did a Euro- I've done a European tour. I've done a big life tour with Kevin Gates and an off season tour with uh, J Cole. Well, that's hard. How was the J Cole experience? Total different, you know. Total different from Gates. From and Gates. not saying one is better than the other, but it's like um, the yeah, two different type of artists. J Cole tour was my first tour, you know, um, and that was like you know some of these cities I hadn't, I've never even been to. So to actually you know your first time being in Boston or better yet your first time in Chicago, you at the United Center. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the wall like Jordan walked these hallways, and they like yeah. That's and I'm crazy. looking at the like I'm looking at the pictures, the signs. They got a signature in in the walls, and right. I'm like, like this hallway, like this is where he walked. They like yeah. yeah, the last three championships right here. I'm like wow, you know what I mean? And my first time in Chicago, yeah. I'm standing in front of twenty thousand people. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. Cole was real, real genuine, you know what I mean? He was real genuine, he was real like, you know, on point. He was real, he taught us like professionalism within the, you know, the workplace. He, mm-hmm. um, I think just even learning, you know, from, from from somebody that reached that level of celebrity to still be involved in every single thing that's going on, bro. I'm talking about, you know, we got seven trucks, seven 18 wheelers, you know, worth of production. So it's just like every city we go going to is about seven trucks worth of production just setting up. And he literally, J. Cole, was sitting in his auditorium where the Bulls play, the Celtics play, where the Eagles, I mean, the Sixers play. Mm-hmm. Any major sports team, he did all the arenas. And he would make sure every single light was on point. Mm. Before the show start, lights is on point. All right, bet sound is on point. Pax is working, air is working. Make sure the house security know everything. And he would disappear. Mm. You know what I mean? But... If you care about your craft that much, yeah. you want to make sure, like, sure yo, I spent right. all this money on my show. I'm going to make sure, you know what I'm saying? So 
that was one thing that I learned, you know what I mean? Like, he was an artist that was real, real, real hands-on. And then sometimes it's artists that's kind of like, my team got it. They just let them do it. They let it rock out, you know? Yeah. And Cole, one of them type dudes, like, he produce, he do everything. So it's like, you know, he does everything himself when it comes to his music. So Mm -hmm. you can imagine how hands-on he is with a tour. And I seen a little bit of it when he... um, I forget what the name of the album was, the one where he was sitting on top of the house. For ourselves, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they, they showed the whole experience of him pretty much just going over the whole mm-hmm. set and making sure everything was right. Yeah. But I tell people, like, I'm in this mode where you got to really be that protective over what you're doing in your dream. Because sure. it's your dream. Mm-hmm. So if something go wrong on that stage, you can't blame nobody but you if you didn't go and go check it. You can mm-hmm. blame somebody, but end of the day, it don't fuck up nothing but your set. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. It messes up the whole experience you're trying to give to your fans. So it's like you really, truly have to care that much about what it is. For sure. If that's your passion. Now, I mean, just not even, I don't even know if we're going to use it as a segue because I don't know what questions you're going to ask. But just speaking about like the level of professionalism people should take with their craft is just like a whole nother. We could spend a whole nother podcast, you know, Talking about just that. discussing that because it's like, like I said earlier, like, no matter if you on tour, right? That's one of the things, like by the time you get through like the first, you know, 10 cities, you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, man, I'm doing the same thing. And you know, city to city, doing the same thing. And one thing you gotta remember is like, yo, these people in this city never seen you. Like they've been waiting, you know what I mean? Right, <laughs> like they've been waiting right. for months. When the tickets went on sale, they bought them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it don't matter that you done did the same thing 10 times. You done said dick all in her stomach 80 times already. <laughs> and it went viral. Everybody know it's coming. Everybody know you're going to say it. But right. it's like, they still want to hear it. You right. know what I mean? They, they still, still they want still you to perform. So it's like with, with professionalism and just like craftsmanship and really, really like owning what it is you do. It's like, that was one thing I learned from being on tours. It's like, yo you gotta show up, you know what I mean? Like, no matter what your gig is, if I'm supposed to be in a hole in the wall or I'm supposed to be at a festival, like, whatever it is, take time. Go go meet the light engineers, you know what I'm saying? The dudes mm-hmm. that when I drop a certain song, I want the lights to go crazy. Yeah. They don't know if they just, if I don't if go talk don't to them, they don't know. Exactly. So I learned that, like, yo, go make friends with the stagehands, make friends with the production, the stage manager, make friends with the, the house engineer, who run in front of house, who running this. So it's like, before I get to a show, I'm just walking around. I'm meeting house security. Because mm-hmm. when I move during the show, they the ones that's going to give me the most, you know what I'm saying? The, exactly. the, tour, the people that came with me on tour know me. They ain't worried about me. It's yeah. the they, random they city. Or who you? Who yeah. are you? Where are your credentials? What's this? So I take time. Yo, I appreciate that, OG. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Yo, what's your name? Oh, my name, Book. All right, yeah, I'm going to be doing a set for this. And that. When I do my set, yo, I like to do drop-ins, drop-outs, da 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 Yo, who running the packs? All right, yeah, I like a little reverb. A little, I already know what I need, but I'm not relying on somebody else to go deliver that information. Right. That's more so what I'm saying. So it's like, if I got to answer your question, it's like I learned that from being with, you know, Murray, you know what I'm saying? Being with, with, with Cole or, or, or running with, with different tours, it's like, yo, Mm-hmm. Make sure your stuff is in order, because when, like you said, when you on stage, them fans don't know that the lights were supposed to go black at a certain time. They don't mm-hmm. know that they're supposed to come up if you raise your hand, or they gonna roast you and blame you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just about like taking your craft serious, knowing what you knowing what your vision is, and then you know executing you know according to that vision. So that when nice. you when you go to these places, let's say you booked or you vanity, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Right. Do you have a process that you like to go through? What gets you in your zone when you about to perform and do your thing? Um, I was explaining off camera, like one of the things that I like to do, my degree is in education. I went mm-hmm. to Temple University, so I'm always learning. I ain't got to eat just because I'm eating. This is actually good, though. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> when you see somebody else, you're like, man, I'm hungry, yeah, too. Yeah. Shout out to Chef D again, man. I don't know if we plugged that enough. Mm-hmm. But um, um, one of the things that I like to do is just, uh, just take time to... Uh, like I said, learn the venue, mm-hmm. learn the crowd, and then secondly, I like to actually go watch. So there's a lot of times that I go to an event, and whether you DJ Boogie, whether you J. Cole or Murray or whatever, it's like, yo, take time to learn like how you do crowd interaction. You mm-hmm. know, I, I guess a quick example is um, you can make the you can make the mistake like uh, going to a city and saying the wrong the wrong thing. You know mm. what I mean? Like you go to New Orleans and it's like New Orleans and, then, and everybody looking at you like, yo, that ain't us. That ain't what we say. It's New Orleans. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But you don't know that if you in the back. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Or something as simple as like, um, um, 
being in 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 Philly, you know what I'm saying? Somebody might say Tri-State as opposed to saying Philly because it's going to be Jersey people there. It's going to be Delaware people. So if you make some noise if you're from Philly and you see half the crowd only open their mouth, it's like, right. dang. But if you sit out there and you like, dang, Cole ain't say welcome to Philly. He said, Tri-State, what's going on? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, or um, just, but you get what I'm saying. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, just yeah. little little things Being that attentive. just help you. You know what I mean? Being attentive like, and really putting effort to understand the situation that you that you're right, in right now. Right, right, right. And I'm, I, I think that probably helped a lot of people because I definitely wouldn't had even thought about how intricate it can get. You in a different city, they got different lingos. Mm-hmm. Different, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people, especially Philly, they get offended fast. You know, yeah, let you say no the reason. wrong thing and For no reason. Boy. Boo, your whole joint, like, um, they, they, they get you off stage you fast. In, you be in D.C., right? If you don't say DMV, you just say D.C. And it's like people from Virginia and Maryland there. Like, they may or may not turn up with you, but if you say, yo, shout out to the DMV. Now, now they're going to show love. You see what I'm saying? Right. Everybody can feel like it. The so, whole energy could change. It's little things thing. like that that help you, like, before the show go on, like, yeah, some cities you're going to just chill in the background. Some cities you're going to just chill in the dressing room and just you don't feel like it. We human. But it's like I was explaining hey, earlier, I'm like, I might not never be in Alabama again. Why not go out there and go see and what give the them the time of their life? Look like? right. You see what I'm saying? Like, if I'm out there and I see what the opening DJ did, that ain't, I ain't gonna make those same mistakes. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna do the same thing that he did because I took time to say, all right, see what the people is dancing to. I see what the house music that they playing in between sets. Oh, all right, they put this station on. So, the, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you in New Orleans, like, all right, well, in my New Orleans, do they play Young Boy or are they playing Kevin Gates? Mm. Are they playing Young Blue or are they playing? You see what I'm saying? Right. Like who they? Who are they playing? Who are they listening to? So, I guess answering your question is like for me, it's all about just studying and learning. Like you know, if 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 I got a chance to be in a different city, I'm gonna learn as much as I can for as long as I'm there. You see what That's I mean? Dope. Like whether it's the food, whether it's the clubs they go to, the music they listen to, how the people talk, what's the what's the slang term, what do they, you know what I mean? Right, like any right. and everything. As much as I could gather, you're going to figure it I'm out. I'm going to figure it out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It helped me to maneuver. So what do you feel like is the hardest part of like getting used to be like traveling, DJing and being on tour? The hardest part to get used to? Yeah. Um it's probably like the behind the scenes stuff that people don't see. Okay. Um that's living out of suitcase, you know mm. what I mean, for for months. Um, finding places to like pack, store, you know, you gotta put your dirty laundry in a certain place, you know, mm. you gotta be able to, you know, basically keep yourself up as if you're not on the road. Wow. You know what I mean? It's um there's a lot of times like depending on what, what type of tour you want or what type of traveling you want, it's like, yo, sometimes you you in hotels that accommodate you to what you, you know, expect. And then sometimes you in hotels that's kinda like, you know, this all I got. Mm. I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes you're in <laughs> cities where it's like everything shut down at seven o'clock, and mm. you know you used to being in Atlanta, Philly, the DC. After hours. Used to after hour. Used to somewhere you could get a comfort meal. You know, shout out to Chef D again. Um, yeah. it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but you you just looking for um, you just looking for opportunities to live at a certain level that you know you like to live at and. Every city doesn't offer that. Mm. So that's one of the things that you kind of got to get in your mind. Like, yo, I ain't home. You know, like a lot. That was one of the things from my homies on tour that was from Atlanta. It's like they realized quick. Like, yeah, you spoiled in Atlanta, bro. You can't you can't smoke weed in every club that you go to. You can't stand on the couch in every every club. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't expect to get a meal at 2 a.m. You Mm. know, some places just ain't got it. They just ain't there. So that was like the adjustment for me was just like you know realizing like you every day you wake up it's going to be something different you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's going to be a new people a new set of people new slang new mm-hmm. way to move um you know some some cities more dangerous than others you know what i mean so that was one of the things that i think i picked up on uh, traveling the most you have a favorite city uh it just depends on in terms what you know what we what we talking about? Favorite city to perform, favorite city to go out, favorite city to just be out in the culture. Well, let's say overall period. Like if the most memorable. Every time somebody mentioned you working mm-hmm. on a road, this city pop up. Like man, that was I um, had the time of my life when I was here. I had the I probably had like the most all around fun in like Boston and, and Arizona. Like all around fun. Arizona. You know what I mean? Yeah, Scottsdale, Arizona was mm. Phoenix, Arizona. I'm sorry, Phoenix was lit. Okay. Um, I enjoy, you know, um, and it's realistically, I guess the way I can explain it is like those are the two cities that I ain't gonna say like got something to prove, but it's like, um, 
you know, with with, with uh, Boston, it was like, yo, you had Tom Brady for all them years. You had the Celtics for all them years. So they just used to coming out in large crowds and cheering. Mm, right. You know what I mean? No matter if you are the headliner, you're not the headliner, you direct support, opener, whatever. It's just, yo, put your hands in the air if you like that. And everybody doing <laughs> they it. They doing it. <laughs> but no problem. You know what I mean? The same yeah. way with Houston. I mean, not Houston. Uh, Arizona. Arizona. Um, Phoenix is, you know, you you out there like it, it might be a more diverse crowd, so it might be a more more Latino, more Hispanic, you know. But for the most part, it's like they want to see what you got going on too, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I enjoyed that. Um, so those are my four, probably best cities to perform, um, and overall, like I really enjoyed it. I would also throw in like a couple of, like overseas cities too, though. Overseas, like, like European, like the one, oh, okay, like Europe. Like you like Brussels. Brussels was my favorite. I fell off stage in Brussels. That was funny. Oh my god! But that was because it just was too lit. Too just lit, too lit. Too inner, just going all the way up. You just, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't speak English, but they just got so much love for the American culture. You know, so right. it was like being in a setting where like everybody's speaking French. Really, probably don't know what you're saying, but you know what I mean. They just They just know. Yeah, you just feel the love. You know what I mean. That's you performing a new song. They don't yeah. even. Know. I know y'all don't know it because right. I don't even I don't know all the lyrics. <laughs> you know what I mean. But they turned. They. You know what I mean? And you just like, how can I take this to the next level? You jump right. up on your DJ rig, and I'm like, yup, I'm here now. I'm That's a good feeling. I went to go jump on the hype part of the song, and it was just like, you forget like how much higher you really are. Like, yeah. I'm already on stage, but then I'm on a riser too on top of the stage, and then it's like the smoke and. You can't even see the ground. I remember just jumping like, yo, I know this joint. I know the ground is here somewhere. But oh, my just, God. I just kept going. I was just, then oh, out of nowhere, shit. just boom. Then I just hit oh, the ground. Man. I popped back up. And it was funny because, like, they didn't, they ain't really, like. Oh, you just got right back up? Got right back up. I got to, Kevin, man. Kevin fell recently on uh on stage. Yeah. He slipped and fell. He just jumped right back up. Got to, man. Oh, yeah, you I did see that. Yeah. I ain't going to say you confront it, play it off like it ain't, you know what like I mean? It, like yeah. it ain't supposed to happen or whatever. It but happens. it's just like, yo, it happens. I'm human. Yeah. I was way too turned for y'all. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that was just... just something happened. had to bring you down a something little bit. Had to, something had to say, yo, you... you <laughs> you're pushing it now. <laughs> you, you're going a little too crazy, bro. But well, where was Brussels at? Brussels is right next to... Uh, Brussels in Belgium. Okay. Belgium. So it's right next to like Switzerland. Like, oh, you be all over. You really yeah. be outside, outside. Right? And then he got tried coming all humble. Like, yeah. 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 Nah, it is, bro. It is, I be around. Nah. <laughs> you really you global. You global. Yeah, bro. period. You global. Like, you take that, that DJ fun. thing Thanks, to a whole man. new level. And then um, you partner with Hennessy. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Fire. Um, they actually found me. Like, they it was like, um, it was like a... One day, you know what I mean, one of my friends that was working in the spirit industry was like, yo, I think you'll be dope for this role. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, Team Hennessy. And I was like, what is that? No, you know? I seen you was posting that like in 2012. Like, were you Team Hennessy was, back uh, then? Uh, no, 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 I wasn't Team Hennessy back then. The person that was in the role was kind of like just recognizing me as somebody that they needed to, you know what I mean, put right. some energy on or mm-hmm. like put some So when did this become it. official? 2019 for me. It was oh, so, so I seen posts where you was repping Henny yeah way back then that Speaking was really like what I, like i don't really yeah. drink but if i drink that would be you know my, my choice of See, drink. That's, uh, we, we, always, that into we always talk about manifestation and mm-hmm. it's like even on here i talk shit about revolt and anything like mm-hmm. it's like really that's crazy how mm-hmm. i'm and i was looking i'm like i know for a fact he because you can tell the level of promotion changed right like, you know what i'm saying at you know around 2019 so back then you pushing it wasn't even affiliated with it and now, here yeah, we are. it was it was like it came to fruition. Yeah, it was like you know um, different things that they had going on. It was like Hennessy day parties, Hennessy, yeah. um, you know, sneaker events. It was like Hennessy little mixers. So whatever it was, like my homies would just put me on as the DJ. Okay. And it was just like, all right, cool. Like I'm rocking with the Henny day party today. You and then know? they made you part of the team. And yeah, gradually it just became like you know once that that's thing that this company like put out there like yo we need representation in major cities we need people that can really like foster and carry the brand in major cities you know something no different if you get like a fashion over deal or pretty little thing deal or yeah you know i'm saying whatever it is it's like you know they just they came and was like yo this is what the this is what we need is what we're looking for we're looking for somebody to you know curate dope situations make sure that you know in philly we always are at the forefront of what's going on like you know the pulse of the culture keep our finger on it like we the fingerprint of philly like you know what i mean like that's pretty much what any brand is going to do you know what i'm saying so it was like when that opportunity came i'm like 
right, you know, <laughs> why not? I'm, let's let's rock. And then oh, December nineteen, I'm going. I'm Henny. I'm Team Henny. And That's then crazy. Twenty twenty coming. The world like yeah. So it happened like right before the shutdown and everything. Right before the pandemic, I was on. Right before. It's so many things people was worried. Like every time we talking to people, they was at like the prom of their career mm. and then like the, the COVID hit and right. put a halt to everything. Yeah. yeah had everybody yeah. scared, like, damn, we not never going back outside. Yeah, like I, I don't think I ever, you know, even imagine the world just stopping. Ever. You know what I mean? I, Nobody I, probably thought it would happen. I stood probably at like I was at like 40th or 38th and Market. And I was like, yo, you could just see from 38th and Market all the way to City Hall, bro. Just no cars, no people, no nothing. I'm just like, yo, how did they get the world to stop? Just shut it down. I think that was the first time I realized, like, yo, they could do whatever they want. Whatever. Powerful. Some real shit. Because you definitely definitely be like, man, they can't shut the world down. How you going to shut the world down? All the movies that you watch, man, them ideas came from somewhere. And that shit be real. And and they put it in the movies so we won't take it serious. Yeah. Yeah, Test it out. Yeah, what if we shut it down with a world? Let me stop. (laughs) You never know. They be done flag this interview. Let's get back on topic, Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Well, listen. I always like to ask somebody that's like an expert in their, you know, in their lane. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say that you are an expert when it comes to DJing that, or being a, you know, a master of ceremony. Period. Um, Thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. If there's a young boy out there, he want DJ. He want to become the next eight boogie. Mm-hmm. Break down what it takes, beginning to end, to potentially get yourself on all the right stages in front of all the right people. Work ethic and networking. Straight like that. Straight. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you, like, it was a time where I was dealing with, like, you know, um, I was mentally just being comfortable in the fact that, you know, Philly slowed down in the cold months. Like, mentally, me starting was just like, yo, all right, I ain't going to make no money from, you know what I mean? Or not make no money, but I ain't really going to be popping as much as I might be popping from, you know, October to to, to May. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it just get cold. So people don't be outside, people not partying, people not spending money. I thought that's when people did party. Um, I mean, not in Philly, it didn't seem like it at the time, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause it, or it just was just like, yo, like, you know, day parties. Put it like this, you were able to do day parties, you were able to do night parties, brunches, so or whatever, more. in the summertime. Right. Come wintertime, it's like, you gotta fight through the elements, the snow, the rain, it's cold, people don't wanna come outside, they, they get the darker. kids in school, and now they gotta <laughs> So I was about. like, yo, like, I ain't gonna, like, that was just something that I just, you know what I mean? And I said it to somebody once, it was like, he was a very higher up, and he was like, like yo, that, it ain't slowing down for everybody. Like, why are you thinking you just gonna get comfortable just not making money for six, seven months? That's cool with you? Like, mm. how was that cool? And I was just like, yo, you, you know what? You're right. He was like, so what is slow down in Philly? It ain't slow down in Vegas. It ain't slow down in New York. It ain't mm. slow down in Miami. But I'm in Philly. All right. So, <laughs> I don't understand what we're really talking about. Like, and it was literally that much like of a conversation. I was just like, damn. You know what I mean? That's like in my mind, sometimes. it really just didn't. I was yeah. cool with just understanding, like yo, I you was just putting yourself in a box. He was like, yo, like, like I don't understand why you just being cool with the fact of just not making money. Like that don't even make yeah. sense to me. That's so, crazy. That was that, and then networking is just like you know, being from Philly, you got you got to get out of that that mindset of not really wanting to talk. Like one of my best, one of my one of the lesson that taught me that was meeting Esco, future DJ. Mm-hmm. I was in Magic City. My guy brother was like, yo, introduce yourself. I'm like, no. Man. <laughs> like what? You done flew two hours down here to Miami. You done paid to get in the club. We yeah, done rented a car, drove yourself. to the club. You right here. Introduce yourself. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, man, I'm, man I, ain't, I ain't being Joe. I ain't being this and yeah, that. Philly Typical mentality. Philly mentality. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And this, I had a, blur, a Blackberry. He's like, give me your Blackberry, bro. Typed on there. My name DJ Boogie from Philly. Just wanted to say what's up. He's like, show this to him. I'm all embarrassed. I'm like, man. He's like, man, just show it to him. I'll take it. I just put my head down and hold it up to the booth like this. I'm crying. He's like, man, come up real quick. I come up and end up being DJ Esco. He gave me a Future first mixtape, Dirty Sprite 1. Mm. First drum. You know what I'm saying? Who knew Future was going to be what Future is now? Right. But it was like, at that moment, it was just like, yo, take this drone up to Philly, see if they rock with it. First song was Racks on Racks. Mm. Joint, Racks on and Racks on Racks. Went, went crazy. Everybody was like, yo, Bug, you played that drone. You. So then they just, you know what I mean? One after another, yo, you was the DJ that broke Racks on Racks, right? Yeah. Oh, and you know what I mean? I had no idea I was meeting DJ Esco, wow. coolest right. DJ in the world. All right? from an interaction yeah. that All you didn't even want to be part bro. of. 
I ain't even want to go up there. I'm like, yo, you go to Magic City just because we just grow up learning about Magic City. Right. I ain't know nothing. I'm in Magic City on a Monday. I'm content. This is all I did. <laughs> this is all I wanted. <laughs> all I wanted was to just say I was there. And it was like, yo, once you here, like, yo, open your Work. mouth. Yeah. Network. Especially there. That's where people. everybody just, be at. Same place that, that made so. Jeezy. Networking and work, networking and, and work ethic, man. You got to want it more than air. You gotta. It's somebody out there that's willing to die before they give up on their dream. You gotta know want it back. So, you gotta want it, want it. That was my two. You know, if if I if I could answer, yo, work ethic and networking, bro. Don't let nobody outwork you, and don't be afraid to open your mouth and introduce yourself. Listen, I appreciate that. Love that. Sure. Do you have anything special going on that you want to tell the people about to look out for coming up? Um, no, nah, that's just a whole. A whole lot of motion, man. I yeah, ain't you going to point one thing. You, you know, like Waldo. They just got to find you. <laughs> <laughs> just stay tuned, you man. You know where Boogie might be at. It's, it's, it's one of those, like, I can't say. Like, it's a lot moving in terms of, like, you know, um, Hennessy. I'm sponsored by Moet, too. So it's, like, That's with the right. Hennessy, with the Moet, with the, the deal with the Sixers, with DJing, with touring. Um, my personal goal is to get into, um, you know, uh, producing. And you know, you was listening to you know the Khaled album, when I, and when I heard God did, and I'm like, yo, Jay Z still shouting out Guru, gray hair, right from all the way back 50, then, 50 years plus in the game. It's like, yeah, I got what I say earlier. This cool vibe, this dope dressing, cool trendy, whatever. It's going to fade. So you gonna oh, have yeah. to have something that's going to keep you relevant yeah. in the game. And at this point, it's like, yo, for Guru to still be engineering Jay Z, whenever he feel like rapping, is come on, bro, amazing. Yeah, I, I see you put out that. songs with Feast too. Oh so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, so you, you touch, you touching. Along I did, those lines. I did, I did. You, you I was producing back in the Yeah, so you just want to get all the way back into it. Yeah, get yeah. Deep into just it. balancing, you know what I'm saying? Balancing family, balancing work, balancing you know new things that you want to try. It's just balance. That's all. That's so the I'm key just, to it all. I'm in that space right now where it's like yo managing so many different things and just trying to make it still all cohesive and work. You know, for me. You've been working it and doing it good so far, my brother. Appreciate that, man. Um, I appreciate you coming. I enjoy the time, you know. Listen, I'm gonna always be watching, see how much you know, how much further you take it. Oh yeah, cooking. Y'all gonna be with me we somewhere? Tap in. We, we tap in. Exactly. Come back, tap in with us. That's all. We have another meal. Mike, tell Chef D, come on back through one more time. Nah, he's lying. I know he's yeah. lying. <laughs> he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's your boy Smooth. It's your girl Evergreen, y'all. We got DJ A Boogie. Boy, stop. It's cooking up two on five, the best podcast in Philly, and we out of here. Let's go.